InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. There was a time when it was common to see people light up a cigarette at the office, in a restaurant, or even on an airplane. But times have changed. Smoking bans now exist just about everywhere. A recent study looked at the effects of smoking bans, and we welcome Stanton Glantz, director of the Center for Tobacco Control Research and Education at the University of California, San Francisco. And he has some details for us. Before we get to the results, tell us the uh, scope and the purpose of your study. Well, people have been passing smoking restrictions all over the world, and the question we had was what is the effect of these restrictions on admissions to the hospital for heart attacks, for strokes, for asthma, and for other factors, Mm -hmm. and was there a relationship between how strong and comprehensive the laws were and the effect on hospitalizations. And what we found is that putting in place smoking restrictions led to an immediate drop in hospital admissions for heart attacks, strokes, asthma, and other diseases, and that these drops were quite large, at least 15%, depending on the specific disease we were looking at. And most important, the stronger laws, the more comprehensive laws, had bigger effects on hospital admissions than the weaker laws. For example, if a community passed 100% no smoking in restaurants, bars, and workplaces, you saw a larger drop in heart attacks than if it just covered, say, workplaces. So these benefits didn't just accrue to smokers, but non-smokers too? Right. Well, that's actually an interesting question because people have not yet been able to pry apart how much of the benefit is because of reduced exposure of non-smokers to secondhand smoke and how much of it is due to the fact that a lot of smokers use the passage of these laws to quit smoking. Probably both factors are contributing to these large drops in hospital admissions for heart attacks, strokes, and other diseases. What was the time frame of this study? Over what years did you look at? Well, we looked at all of the studies that had been done around the world of individual laws, and these studies were done over about the last five or six years. We actually did the first study looking at Helena, Montana, about five or six years ago and showed a drop in heart attacks occurred there when they passed their smoking law. But the new study is a comprehensive look at all of the legislation all over the world. Another interesting thing that we found was that the effect of the law seemed to occur almost immediately and then was stable over time. So you get very large drops in heart attacks, strokes, and other diseases when you put in place a strong smoke-free law. There's just nothing you can do that's going to have that big an effect that fast as make environments smoke-free. We're talking on InfoTrack with Stanton Glantz, director of the Center for Tobacco Control Research and Education at the University of California, San Francisco. Stanton, along with the health benefits of a reduction in secondhand smoke, was there a health cost savings as well? Yes. You need to understand this paper wasn't original research in the sense 
that we weren't collecting the raw data. What we did is called a meta-analysis, a way of combining previous research to get single estimates. But many of the studies did actually look at healthcare costs and found that hospitalization costs dropped substantially, which is exactly what you would expect. If you have fewer people showing up at the emergency room with heart attacks or strokes, then the associated costs are going to go down too. In Germany, which was the most comprehensive look at this because the study was done using an insurance claims database, they found that in just one state, even a moderate law led to a drop of six or seven million dollars in costs just for angina or chest pain admissions in the first year. Wow, that's a big savings. In terms of smoking bans that are in place, can you give a rough percentage of how much of the country is under a smoking ban? In other words, how much have we wrung out of the savings here, or is there more available to us? Well, about half the country is now covered by strong smoking restrictions, either at the local or the state level. So there's lots more to do. But also, there are some important exceptions. Many states, for example, exempt casinos. Well, by putting those casino exemptions in, that means they're sending people to the emergency room. Quite beside the dollar cost, having a stroke is a bad thing. And these exemptions which are being put in under pressure from the tobacco companies or their surrogates in the casino industry are really sending people to the hospital. You know, one of the assumptions people have made for a long time is that, well, you know, if we do something about smoking, yes, that's good for health, and 20 years from now it'll make a difference. But what our research shows is that these effects occur almost immediately, and they're substantial in magnitude. Was there a specific age group that was most affected by this, or was it across the board? It was pretty much across the board, although the effects are larger among younger people. People over about 60 or 65, you see less of a benefit because the relative risks associated with smoking decline as you get older. Most of the smoking-induced heart attacks, for example, occur in people who are under 60. Now, part of the reason for that is that the smokers are more likely to have heart attacks and strokes than the non-smokers are, so they get killed off younger. With all the health benefits that apparently uh, come from a smoking ban like this, what are the impediments to doing this nationwide? The tobacco companies. I mean, they have fought sensible smoking restrictions for decades because they know that when you put in place smoke-free policies, it makes it easier for people to quit smoking. It makes it less likely that kids will start, and it costs them billions of dollars a year in sales. If the tobacco companies weren't out there both directly and through surrogates like the casino industry fighting smoking restrictions, they would have been in place everywhere years ago. Could you foresee a time when smoking would become illegal everywhere? Yeah, we're moving in that direction because what happens is that as people get used to not breathing secondhand smoke, in those remaining places where they're exposed, people really start objecting to it. That's why you're now seeing a movement towards smoke-free parks, smoke-free beaches, smoke-free multi-unit housing. And the fact is a cigarette is like a little toxic waste dump on fire. 
and it's putting tremendously high levels of toxins into the air. If you think of it as a source of environmental pollution, and people don't like it, and what you're seeing is it's becoming less and less and less socially acceptable to pollute the air. Yeah, although of course it's a tough habit to break. It's very addictive. Well, that's true. Smoking is tremendously addictive. Nicotine is more addictive than heroin or cocaine. But at the same time, there's very, very broad evidence base that when you put in place smoke-free policies, that creates an environment that makes it easier for people to quit smoking. And that's very sensible because, you know, suppose you had someone who had been snorting cocaine and they're trying to stop snorting cocaine and they go to a restaurant or a casino or a bar and people are putting cocaine dust in the air. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to make it much harder for them to stay cocaine free. Well, the same thing is true when you're talking about nicotine. If you have someone who's trying to quit smoking and they're exposed to nicotine, that's going to make it much harder for them to succeed. And that the tobacco companies know that, and that's why they oppose these laws. Stanton Glantz, director of the Center for Tobacco Control Research and Education at the University of California, San Francisco. Thank you so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.